Bando. Yeah. Star Wars Sessions in the building, children, ladies. This is the way to the recap, baby. And you know, it's gonna get wild when Matt and Luke talk Mando and the child. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions Mandalorian Recap. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the N1 Starfighter, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, he looks flying green. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker, how you doing mate? Yeah, not too bad, I mean, sorry. <clears throat> oi, oi, Savaloy. Yeah mate. Mando Wednesdays. Mando Wednesdays. Um, chapter 21, mate. Chapter 21. Can you believe it? Can you believe we're like this? We're, we're, we're over the middle ground, aren't we? Yeah. We're beyond the middle. We're, we're, we're in like kind of the home, home stretch, right? Of the That's season. season the business three. end. My word. I'll tell you this, mate. When I logged on to the old Disney um, it might have been because I, I mean, I loaded it up at like one minute past eight or something AM, <laughs> which is Loves when it, it comes out in the UK here. Yep. Yep. Um, and there wasn't a thumbnail, nor was there a title. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe the thumbnail was literally just the, the, um, <laughs> chapter 21. <laughs> or ep- <laughs> no, it didn't even say that. It said episode five. I was yeah, like, mine said wow. that as well. It said, yeah, like uh, season three, chapter five or something. I don't think it had a thumbnail either. I can't, mm. I don't think they often give the title straight away. I don't know if it's spoilers no, or what, don't. but. Um, they don't give the title straight away, no. They, yeah, they didn't really give it like anything. Yeah, which is mm. fair enough. You know, the 24-hour spoiler warning it's, it used to be 48 hours, now it's 24. But And I mm. imagine uh, it's probably even less knowing what the internet is like, but. Well, let's talk about it then, mate. Chapter 21, you've already said it. Chapter 21. Yes, my man. Season 3, episode 5, chapter 21. Regardless to say, needless to say, this is going to be full spoiler heavy. We don't wait 48 mm-hmm. hours for the spoiler warning. We do it right now. We owe 48 minutes. We're doing it right now. If you haven't seen <laughs> chapter 21, go check it out. It's about 43 minutes long. Then come back and listen and see if you agree or disagree with what we have to say respectfully. That being said, mate, The Pirates. This episode is called The Pirates. Aired 29th of March, 2023. Directed by Peter Ramsey, our boy behind Spider-Man into and across the Spider-Verse. You know the drill. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows the drill. If you're new, we give our top level thoughts on the episode before we dive in. I'm going to throw the ball over to you now, mate. What did you think about The Pirate? I think there's so much to love in this episode. If you love creature design i mean you know we're just eating so well yeah if you love those like weird star wars aliens and puppetry you're eating so well um i feel like this episode really drives the whole narrative and maybe uh, the point of this season forward tremendously it links up a lot of what we've already seen and um brings in some familiar faces mate in 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 more than one one way you know um i i'll say this as well i thought the music this season has Mm -hmm. at times been it's not strong it's not always as present it's not always as loud as it should be and it i think sometimes the 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 um uh the 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 composer joseph shirley Shirley. is that right um i feel like sometimes he leans toward like a uh, this sounds horrible and this is really coming from a place of ignorance really but it it leans toward a more bland score this Mm. episode this episode felt more ludwig and in in the best way possible Mm -hmm. um yeah, so there's a lot of things going for this episode, mate, and there's there's a there's a lot of narrative, there's a lot of plot, and I can't wait to uh, dig deeper into it, mate. But yeah, overall, <laughs> I, I I enjoyed it. What 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 are you saying, mate? If there's one thing I love, I love it, and I really did enjoy this episode as well, mate. I really, really did. Do you know what, mate? Just to 
piggyback on your music comment straight up at the bottom mm. of my notes where I put my little um, kind of headline things I need to say. Music is yeah. one of them. I have said the music is more present here. It's much more noticeable. It's more epic. It's in. It's not just a kind of Mando <laughs> when you need to. There's actually yeah. there's an epicness, there's a scope and a scale, which I haven't heard in at least in a few episodes, let's say, of Mando. Yeah. So I was really, really pleased for that. Yeah, you're right as well. This is now setting up where we're going, certainly for this season, for episode six, seven, eight. The the tables are being set. You know, the cutlery's being put out and we're ready to feast in the last three. We've got one, and the next one's, I think, Bryce Dallas Howard, and then the last two are directed by Rick Famuyiwa himself. We're going places now after the last two, which we're setting up the story, which is what we said in our recaps, to be fair, whether or not the world liked it or some of the episodes were our favourite. We recognise mm. that they're setting things in motion, and this episode took that ball and ran with it. We got it, it, it paid off from every episode along the way in a big way. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it, mate. I, I, again, I said last week when we get these kind of side missions, not that this was not. I kind of worry at the start. I was like, oh, is this going to be like a pirate raid on Navarro? I kind of think I want something meteor, but actually, the, the the this was meteor in itself. This whole thing was meteor. Peter Ramsey and the gang gave us a proper decent episode here. It wasn't just oh, let's fight on the street. You know, the man that's a fighting for something. We find mm. out that, that what they, we find out more about the New Republic's again their blinker bureaucracy and how they act and Carson Teva's backs. So we saw a few more of those trailer shots. If we may have seen, may have seen almost all of them now. Dug it, mate. Generally, didn't it? Again, yeah, there was a, there was there was a couple of moments in this, especially one that made me go yes, which we'll get to. I was I was honestly as one bit I was beaming like a Cheshire cat, a big purple one. <laughs> but um, yeah, mate, I dug it. Generally, did I really think this was a proper like vintage mando episode yes mate yes i love it i love that use of the word vintage a vintage mm. mando episode like mando yeah do you do you think um this season hasn't felt as mando at times um, it hasn't felt i don't think it has no because i think the other two seasons dealt with their story more episodically whereas this is more linear now it's more focused on the on one large story rather than piece by piece getting there Everything, mm. everything kind of blends into one more here, and it has felt different. This season has felt different. I don't think it's quite the swerve, you know, the world or certain outlets might have you think. It just they're taking a different no. tack this time. It's that kind of, it's that tricky. People say this: the second F season is hard. I've said before. I think the third season is hardest. Second season, you build off the momentum. The third is when you stamp your own story now, your own signature. And I don't mm. know if it's been as strong for me as the f- first two to start with, but I think by the time it ends, I think we might look at this and think, yeah, as a whole, this is the strongest story as a whole oh. in this season. But what about you? Are you are you feeling that season three is I, a bit shaky in terms of Mandoe ness? I'm 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 gonna echo what you've just said. Actually, I think Ooh. there's I think there's tons to love out of this season. I think the scope has just got bigger, and it's inevitable. So when people say, "Oh, it doesn't feel like Mando," it's like, well, no, it's not because Mando's grown. Mando isn't yep. just a isn't just like a lone wolf, is he? Which is effectively what he was. You know, he I know was, he was yeah. part of this creed. But he was going out working on his own. He got baby. And even then, there is, you know, a lot of independence from him kind of doing his own thing and trying to just keep a low profile. Um, because of the events of season one and two, it is, it, it, it's the only way to, to grow, isn't it? You want to say the this only is the way. way. Yeah, it's the, uh, that's all I can think of. <laughs> yeah. This is the way, is that like, I don't, yeah, the, the, um, Din really is, is part of this found family, isn't he? Yeah. And he's navigating that because that found family isn't perfect, has a lot of flaws. Um, however, maybe they do have some really good principles. And then there's Bo Katan and then there is Grogu. Um, I think last week, I think we said about a villain. Okay. Yes. I- I brought it up right at the end of the episode. I said, I feel like shout too. season three of Mandalorian has at the moment from episode four, it feels like it has a villain problem. Uh, and I think if you read between the lines, it's obvious who the villain is. Um, and I think the seeds have been there 
since like the first episode of this season. Uh, it's become way more obvious, way more obvious by this episode. So listen, let's, let's dive into some specifics, mate. Let's dive into some specifics. I knew this was going to be naughty and I knew it was going to be Dream chart. <laughs> a moss man. Moss man. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was going to be this thing when like the end of the end of the recap or the, uh, yeah, the recap. Um, their recap. Kid, their recap, not our recap, not the recap. It says, kid, never trust a pirate. And I'm like, yeah. all right, we're getting some, we're getting some pirate action here. <laughs> yeah. Back on Navarro, and and we're, and we're straight into it, mate. Gory and Shand, uh, Shard, not Shand, Shard, yeah. Shard, like the building in London. Yeah, Gory and Shard, uh, pirate attack, mate. Straight up, straight up pirate attack. Bang, 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 bang. Um, I th- I'm here for it. Navarro getting wrecked, mate. We spent so long saying, how good does Navarro look? Look how well High Magistrate Carga is, um, has turned the fortunes of this city around, how prosperous it is. Bish bash bosh, cumulus class Corsair comes flying into atmosphere. Gone, done. Uh, I like that. I like, I like the interaction between the two of them. You know, Carga is, you know, it's Apollo Creed. He's all, he's all, it's all shoulders. Don't mistake my hospitality for weakness. And then he drops in the, he shot first line when they're talking about you killed my pirates. He shot first. Who did Han? No, Vane. But Gorian's going for attack. There's nothing to going for revenge, sorry. There's nothing more to it. He wants revenge on Grief Cargo. You take one of mine, we'll take your entire city. Um, and yeah, I like the fact we went straight into it. I liked the, I think the hologram effects look good as well. I love that side mm. shot. We've got big old Gorian, little old Grief. I will say the uh, I love the puppetry and I love practical and I'll always go practical first. But the, the mouth movements are starting to get to me a bit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like zig and zag. I know we're a, I know we're an audio. <laughs> I know we're an audio podcast. It's just literally just like mouth up and down. <laughs> yeah, there's obviously it. there's no kind of uh, there's no nuance or, or to it, but it, it, you no. know it, it's fine in the um, hologram. I don't I don't really care. And, and am I going to say that's ruined the episode? No, absolutely not. But you can't help but notice it. But no, I, I dug it. I like that I we got Gorian it. straight back in again. You now Grief's talking about his trade and his cargo lanes, and then mm. bang, this is this massive like bird shaped Concorde arrives in the sky. And and again, we find out more about the New Republic. Shard says, look, mate, the New Republic can't even keep the mid-rim safe from pirates, let alone the mm. outer rim. So you guys have got no chance. And then, anyway, they started blasting. No bodies in the streets, mind. I will say that. I know that sounds pretty morbid, but obviously there's, there's an aerial bombardment. And I did have a little look around. I thought, I didn't see. I can't see any like kind of like human or even alien bodies in the streets, which was well, no an interesting no, choice. No. Oh, they should have. They should mm. have had it, mate. They should have like taken down at least a Rodian. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, <clears throat> just blown him up. <clears throat> Green yeah, I didn't really notice that actually. Didn't really mm. notice that, mate. But um, no, good shout. Really, really good shout. It's just a choice I and, noticed. Well, it's more world building, isn't it? It's more world building toward like this whole New Republic post Imperial era, and it goes to show that yeah, like it's not always perfect and. Yep. I think this obviously is legitimizing without trying to get too ahead of ourselves. It's legitimizing the rise of an empire and therefore the rise of the first order again, yes. um, which I've always related to. You know, if you've listened to this podcast um, for a long time, you've probably heard, you know, both Matty Boy and I say this, but um, if, if you're new, welcome. And we've had a lot of new people recently, you know, so yeah, yeah thank no, you cheers. Yeah, cheers. Um, but no, uh, I always relate it to, and I don't want to, I don't want to make it into something trivial, but, um, you know, the rise of Nazism, right, or fascism in Germany again after yep. the First World War. You know, if you don't get that right the first time, you know, which didn't happen. And a lot of that was actually because of the Allies. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, evil can rise again 
you know, and that's exactly what is happening here. We're seeing that unfold, aren't we? We're seeing kind of the New Republic's bureaucracy get in the way, politics get in the way. And really, it highlights the return of the Jedi really is about, you know, Anakin returning to himself. And it's about the Force. It's about the Jedi. The Republic and everything else is like, is almost like a, a, a good symptom of that mm-hmm. but then it's up to the normal people to the everyday people to to kind of get it right and and you know they're not they're not and that's history that's just what happens yep uh, and i'm really enjoying that kind of like exposition here when they just chat about it they're like oh yeah the new, you know the new republic and we've had that so much throughout the the mm-hmm. you know mandalorian and even mando goes like someone mentions our new republic and mando goes oh new republic that's a joke so, you know we get Come that on. from the yeah. get-go don't we you know and we're we're just seeing more of that yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's not long before we're at an airbase mate and I, and that's when the music is popping the music yes. at the airbase is popping um may boy come on, <coughs> come on. is that on a live beach a- planet as well <laughs> on a beach i was like this it. is They're loving it well, this is like a midway island or something in <laughs> again in the second world war <laughs> like an american yeah. airbase in midway or something <laughs> I was yes, like, you're yeah. right you know i'm here for it though i'm here for it and then um mate we get it that's zeb mate that is zeb isn't it I've just, I've, I'll just send you a picture to your phone just to confirm. It a hundred percent is Zeb. I oh, mate, I was like, firstly, you got these New Republic uh, geezers playing snooker. Well, Paul, which in Legends was just called Paul, and having a pint. And you've got, um, I was like, oh look, there's Dave Filoni, Trapper Wolf's there, Jib Dodger, Family E was there, Sash Ketter, Deborah Chow, she's there. They're all playing Paul and having a pint. Wait, what? Dave Filoni was there? Yeah, well, those, those and of course, Carson T was there, and they're all part of that Adelphi Rangers squad. And then, I, and then I heard the voice, I and I thought, it. "Oh, I wonder if all of the Lasats sound like that." Oh, but then I thought, well, that one in Fallen Order didn't. Jaro to Pole, Cowsmart. He doesn't sound like that. Mm-hmm. I thought, no, don't say it ain't so. Because the only person we haven't heard from Rebels coming into live action is is Zeb. And believe me, I've tried finding out from people. Oh, we see a live action Zeb, and everyone I've spoke to said. Probably not, because it it might look a bit stupid, mate. I don't think it looks stupid whatsoever. I think live action Zeb looked incredible, and I mean me that as well. I was me honestly that gave me the listen. The rest of the episode is fit, but in terms of like that kind of shot to the arm, that gave it to me. As soon as I saw Zeb, there, I was like, "Yep, yeah, this is." I felt so happy to see it. It's Steve Blum uh, back to voice the character. I think he looked great. I think it's quite cool that at the end of Rebels, you see where he ends up with Callus, but he came back to the fight and he's still, and he's still a grump. He's still like, do you know what? You know, good luck. <laughs> see you later, mate. You, got, you can handle this one. I, I Honestly, mate, I was so, so pleased because we know we're getting Harry. We know we're getting Sabine. We know we're getting Ezra. Well, here, 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 here's a thought. Are there people, and I'm sure it is a minority, are there people listening to this right now thinking, what are you talking about? Probably, who, who, yeah, have I probably. These have geezers are from... Yeah, no, yeah, this is obviously the characters from Star Wars Rebels, the animated series um, helmed by Filoni from mm. 2015 to 2017, uh, I want to say 2018, maybe? I think it was like 20, uh, 2014. Yeah, 2014 to 2018, 2018, I think it was, yeah. Which, mm. uh, if you're sleeping on it, wake up, because it is so, so, so good. It, it, I mean, it's in fact, oh, it's just so good. Yeah. And, and it really is. Don't be put off by people saying, oh, it's a cartoon. You know, just don't. Just, again, wake up, smell the calf, watch it. Some of the best Star Wars, <laughs> like, unbelievably, is in that show. It, it gets better and better and better as it goes along with this family of rebels. The characters become are now so entrenched in the lore of Star Wars because of what they have to do. The fans love them. I love them. Clearly, Filoni hasn't given up on them. So the mm. the entire crew of Star Wars Rebels are now coming back to live action. And this is the this is the first one we've seen officially. We've seen like mm-hmm. you know leaked trailer shots from Celebration last year, but this is the first Rebels cast member I believe that we've seen officially but mate i was i was pumped for this did you um how did you feel because i know you're a rebels fan as well mate i couldn't believe it i i literally <laughs> just wrote zeb yeah <laughs> explanation mark question mark explanation mark question zeb. mark i was like what what and it looked it looked 
tremendous, didn't it? It really it did. Looked, it looked outstanding. Some of the effects, particularly in this season, are incredible. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. You know, ships creatures okay you know what you said about um old gorian shard you know the face blah, 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 the mouth sorry yeah you know, <laughs> i i get that and i think they were trying to finesse that with the hologram you know at times you know they were yes, using like enough. the hologram blinkering to kind of finesse it but no i hopefully they fix that up before you know ru- rumors rumors are they're going to be in skeleton crew so hopefully they uh fix that up and also does that mean skeleton crew is a prequel to this season of Mandalorian, that or like, is a great point. I mean, it could be concurrent; it could be running at the same time, or maybe our yeah. pirate king maybe uh, jettisoned out somehow because somehow Gorian Shard survived. Who knows? But uh, it maybe could be, it's though, the other. We don't know where maybe, it is, do we? Maybe it's Kane. Is it Kane? Yeah, the other Kane bloke is. who escaped. Who, who's oh, that's like, Vane. 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 Yeah. Who's like. Oh, Matt, sorry, now it's time to part ways, you know, like, yeah, he's out of there, the going gets tough. <laughs> he's had enough. He's had enough. But I also I think I left the oven when on. I, when, I, when I saw Zeb, obviously, as of recording, um, we, we even said before we jumped on, didn't we, mate? It's like, two, it, it's, it's one week uh, before celebration, London, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and yep. it's like, oh, mate, oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's exciting on on the saturday of celebration there is of course the ahsoka panel um so you know will we see zeb pop up again in ahsoka i'm i'm thinking it's likely i think I'm it's high it's likely. very high i think now mm. yeah he's the one it's that rebels. wasn't mentioned by anyone it was all this is the rebel sequel, isn't it yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. yeah 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 um, you may loved it, and again, more world building, right? More world building in this bar cantina. Um, you know, really, because I heard Moff Gideon never made it to trial, really, and it's yeah, like keep oh, saying that. that with that's like the third time that's been dropped this season. Um, oh mate, oh mate, uh, was that was that in the in the bar? Or was that in the office in Coruscant? Because then Carson Teva like pops to Coruscant, doesn't he, to have a chat? Yeah, that was know, in the office. He goes to have I've a chat with Colonel here. Tuttle. On my notes, it's all nearby. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, either, it's either at the bar or Coruscant, yeah? It's it's definitely one, one definitely at Coruscant. Definitely at Coruscant, because he goes to front up to Colonel Tuttle. And, and this Tuttle guy, he's a bit of a... He's a bit of a pen pusher. I don't have the name of who played him to hand. I recognise him. him in lo- I've seen him in loads of stuff. I I've can't s- think of his name. I've seen him um, even recently in something, and I can't, I can't, I can't think of exactly where I've seen him. I can't um, think. I'll, I'll, I'll have a look whilst we're whilst we're talking, and I'll throw it out randomly at the very end of the episode. But yeah, this is what we're talking about: that bureaucracy and the politics. You know, Tuttle. You know, they're having to ask for aid to, to, to for permission to aid Navarro and Tuttle again is very much a man of a bit like Lieutenant Reed, Max Lloyd Jones character in the last season. Um mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll mention him. He's very much like it's by the book, you know, should we not go home and back and feel the buffer the paperwork and all this? Tuttle, even though the New Republic is supposed to stand for, you know, a better galaxy, they're still like, Do you know what? They're not a member world. They can they can do they can sort themselves out. We've got priorities that come before them. And of course, Tiva's saying, "Well, you know, they go, well, they're going to, you know, what's going to happen? Do they need to be destroyed for something to happen?" And of course, Kane is also in the room. Kate O'Brien, mm. she's in. She's she saw Tiva coming from a mile off and thought, "Well, I need to, I need to get the lowdown on what's going on." And I love that Tiva. He notes he notices her amnesty badge and just mm-hmm. sort of treats her with real disdain. He's like, "You're, you know, that's a very imperial way of thinking." And it's Tuttle, the 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 superior, who's, who's basically saying, "Like, stand down, Tiva." No, like, you know that's out of order. There's, there's like a, he, he's siding with the amnesty officer, the ex imperial, when the 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 ex rebellion hero Tiva is saying, "Look, we need to help them because something big's happening out there, and if we don't act now, it's going to be too late, too late for you to do anything, mate. We've got to do something." I've really, really, really dug that, and, you know, and they're saying, "Look, Captain, this isn't a rebellion mm-hmm. anymore." Kane says, "I was liberated." She's really hamming up the idea that no, no, I am the perfect new republic um uh, colleague now i'm not 
I'm not an ex-imperial. I'm liberated. I'm standing for the new Republic. Really small scene, but I think it's very, as, uh, to me, there's a lot in there to mine. Well, Kane says from experience, it often takes a new perspective to see the light. Yeah, yeah and, that's right. And, you know, it's delivered in a way that's like, it doesn't seem as sincere as to the characters in the room are probably hearing it one way as the audience. I think we're hearing is, oh no, no, she's still Imperial. Yeah. Oh, Tiva like, does as well. Cause he's like, that's a very Imperial thing to say, fella. Yeah. And Tuttle was like, oh yeah, down, true. Mate. Calm down, fella. True. But it's, it's, I, I think we're, we're, we're looking at the character of kind of going, look, we know, we know she's done this X, Y, Z. Yeah. And there's obviously, you know, maybe some espionage going on. Right. Yeah. And yeah, like the, the, everyone else in the room to, to, is none, none the wiser to that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so this ties in with a lot of things in this episode, you know, imperial espionage imperial sympathy imperial loyalty and that that almost transcends you know just the imperials and the empire you know and so even at the end of the episode i mean I, just because it fits so well into the conversation mate i'm going to bring it up now at Do the it, end mate. of the episode Carson is obviously looking at that Imperial shuttle um, uh, that's yeah, being used by the New Republic to transport yeah, yeah. Moff Gideon from A to B, yeah, right? Uh, uh, and <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, he's not there. There's dead bodies there and that, but Moff Gideon is not there. Of course he's not there. He's been rescued, okay? And then at the end, it's like, oh, this, this was done. That's Beskar, like, this 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 mission was done by Mandalorians. Wow! So once again, once again, you're, you're, you you it's subtle. It's been subtle anyway. That wasn't so subtle. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of it's kind of showing you even post you know Empire quote unquote post Imperial post the Emperor. You know, there's a lot of people who are thinking. Do you know what? No, I'm loyal to the Empire or they're happy to work for the empire. And that's, and that begs the question, you know, we, is that just as good as just being loyal to the empire? Do you know what I mean? If you're doing it just yeah, for yeah. money, yeah, of course, yeah. you know, yeah. and then, you know, think of DJ and the last Jedi, you know, good guys, bad guys, you know, you're wrong. Maybe, uh, mate, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe I am wrong. Don't really care. Cause I'm earning money. Don't, don't join. Yeah. But there, there's obviously these group of mandos, Maybe <laughs> who have some sympathy for the empire. Now that I believe uh, it kind of connects up with rebels, doesn't it? With Star Wars rebels. Um, and yeah, it does. And also, I guess in a way, the clone wars with like Darth Maul's gang, they weren't aligned with the empire by any means, but they were certainly not aligned with the Mando's, on a whole they were the naughty mm -hmm. version of mandos but no it does connect with rebels with some of the characters there like finn rao and people like that i thought that was a great 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 thing to put in the end mate because we've just had an episode where the mandalorians are the liberators they've they've got their freedom they've got somewhere to mm -hmm. live finally in the light where their children can play safely and then not all of them are good we find out i thought that was such a cool reveal that look we i think we all kind of knew that Gideon wasn't going to be put under a mind flay. He wasn't going to be chucked on trial and thrown in jail. We knew he'd find a way out. I can't wait for him to explain in that beautiful Giancarlo Esposito voice just how he did get out. But to what, the way they scan it, and it's very ominous, the way it's shot, it's very silent. You've got the scanner very quietly going over, mm. and then it just stops. And Carson Teva, uh, Paul Hyungson Lee's face is great in the moment, with, you know, really extolling the horror of the moment where it's like, that's Beskar, which can only mean it's the Mandalorians or Mandos have done this, which then puts his uh, kind of head on the block somewhat because he's openly, well, I say openly, pretty openly allying with Din Djarin and Mandalorians on Navarro. It now turns out that some Mandalorians have set free Moff Gideon, now the, an Imperial Remnant warlord. How, how is that going to uh, impact him? How is that going to reflect on Carson Tivo? Is he going to be seen as aiding the rescue of Gideon by association. I think it's such a cool, cool little twist at the end to say it was the Mandos because now we know 
Bo is off on a mission to reunite them or to unite the Mandos. What about this? What about this naughty sect that's out there? Mm. That is intriguing, mate. It is, isn't it? It really (laughs) really is because there's this theme in this episode and really of this season of this unification of the Mandalorian people, the Mandalorian creeds and the Mandalorian culture. And, and you know, we get that later on, don't we? With Bo-Katan, you know, um, the armorer kind of out of nowhere is like, look, mate, um, come up, come, come down here. And we go down to, you know, the original kind of sewers, the forge, yeah, that we get from season one. And, you know, that old riff comes in and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is, this is it. This is the stuff. (laughs) This is the stuff. (laughs) And, um, you know, they're talking about the forge and, and it's, again, I love the armorer, you know, dialogue. I love the pomp. You know, I, I'm just so here for it. You know, she's talking about um, the, the the forge on Mandalore, the original one, and of course, Bo's like, "Yeah, I remember it. I was there, obviously." Um, royalty, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And yeah, there's this there's this discussion of like, "Hey, listen, um, remove your helmet." <laughs> and yeah. Bo's like, uh, "What?" And so, really, Bo at that point, it really does show Bo's all in. Yeah, because she's like, really? You want me to remove your helmet? Um, the the armor goes on to say, you know, our people have strength in the way. We must walk the way together, all Mandalorians. Yeah, you know, I I was taught the mythosaur only existed in legends, and yet you saw it. It is a sign. The next stage is near us. You have walked both worlds. You are the one who can unite us. And it's like, mate. There's that 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 there's a lot to take in. There's a lot to take in thematically there, you know. Um, and actually, mm-hmm. part of me feels like with with the armorer is this growth? Is mm-hmm. this you know a sacrifice of her beliefs, or is it maybe a sacrifice for like something greater, or is it a sacrifice for power? Is it a power play? You know, was Bo becoming too? powerful or something i don't think it's all that it seems is what i'm trying to say i don't think it's all that it seems and i think we're going to probably find out more about that in the coming episodes it goes without saying doesn't it but oh my that is a very cool thing to think that this apparent change of car a change of creed is Mm. for you know a more nefarious reason or for more selfish reason because it does come out of nowhere Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like the armor. The, the armor wishes to speak with you, uh, and she, I, I love the analogy between she uses between the forges. She's like, you know, use the forge when she says the forge on Mandalore was this great, you know, um, booming uh, forge. It's resplendent, blah blah. Which I think she's kind of hinting at, you know, Clan Crees. That's that's your lot. And then this forge was a lot more simpler, you know, it was smaller, but they were both forges nonetheless. They did the same thing. I think she's talking about themselves and and um equating themselves to these two forges uh, but at the same time they have to come together and do the same thing that's what i took from it but when she says to remove your helmet i, I like that even that bows is like well I, oh, I, I, I don't know i'm allowed to and she's like, well, do you respect mm-hmm. my station do it and she does and i thought that was a great great scene because if it does turn out that it is actual it is legit and she is saying Look, we have our ways. You have your ways. You've walked both of them. At the end of the day, we need to stop fighting. We need to unite everyone. Then, what a great scene that is! And the, and, and the dialogue you just mentioned was a really, really strong way of putting that across. Or if it is some kind of power play, or there is something more going on here, exactly the same. It just mm-hmm. shows her as a manipulator because the armor has always had this air of mystery about her. She's always been so ingrained in the idea of the way, and and anything else is wrong. So to just suddenly change that on a sixpence is interesting, but she does obviously mention the Mandalore, uh, sorry, the Mythosaur, and we know because she's so ingrained with the way, with the creed and, and the Mandalorian way, that if she believes the Mythosaur's out there, then I believe her when she says, you know, you, we Mandalorian, Mandalore must now come together, we must now restore Mandalore. So I'm I'm erring on the side that 
oh yeah, no, she believes it because she's so into this idea and the Mythosaur and Mandalore and the glory to Mandalore. I believe her. I think she's actually trying to unite the Mandalorians. Yeah. But then, of yeah. course, you could flip it because a lot of people are saying, um, previous prior to this, is Bo the one who's playing the long game here? Is she? It, she isn't, in fact, loving it when she's in this in this creed and now she's got the helmet off and now she's almost being given free reign to unite these Mandalorians under what she thinks is right. And she's going to ride mm-hmm. the Mythosaur. Will she turn out to be a bit of not tyrant? That's the wrong thing to say, but will she take a turn? And that's what I like. Cause you, what you're saying is right. What I'm saying, I don't think is necessarily wrong either. And they both are very possible. I don't think this is, I hope it isn't as cut and dry as it seems because whilst it would be epic, I quite like the idea that there's still a few more twists to come from, either or both sides with Bo and the armorer. Yes, mate. And I think long-term, you know, Bo could still be our villain here, you know, from a certain point of view. I liked that, by the way, use the forge, what you said, like a few minutes ago. I've been meaning to say it for the last few weeks, man, and I keep forgetting. I liked it. I liked it. I like it. I like it. Um, No, no, it 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 was fantastic, mate fantastic i loved the dialogue between them and i think it makes sense for Bo as a, as a character you know they know that she's a mandalorian princess they know yes. that her background is different and yeah. they know that this is all relatively new to her yeah i think if i'm thinking cynically if i'm thinking cynically it's like hang on the armorer you know quickly gives up her beliefs yeah, quickly yes. says, do you know what? Let's let's do this. This, Hang on. You know, this, at the start of this season, it was all about Din Djarin, you know, coming back, you know, because he removed his helmet. He's an apostate. And he's been labelled in an apostate, yeah. And so now yeah. we're at like a different bit where, no, Bo, remove your helmet. You know, slow down. So for me... It does feel like there that there needs to be there needs to be a different reason for it. There's got to be. There's got to be either that or like maybe they just never viewed Bo as like a real Mandalorian. Such something along those lines. Um, and maybe she's just been like really thinking about that Mythosaur thing. Maybe she's like, yeah. what, what, like the Mythosaur? What if? Yeah. What if? What if? I don't know. And when when you look up. When you look up, let, let me do it right now, right? Define a pirate, okay? A mm-hmm. person who attacks and robs ships at sea. <laughs> a person who appropriates or reproduces the work of another for profit without permission, usually in contravention of uh, patent or copyright. Yes. Um, you know... I don't know. I th- I think those definitions when you, when you look at what's at play here, you know, who's the pirate? I know there's the obvious that there's there's the pirate ships and that, but these Mando episodes usually not always, but usually they have like a double meaning. Yeah, and I think I think there's more going on here than That's we think. Good point. That's a good and point. Even when, so sorry, 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 buddy. Sorry, I was just going to say, and you also know. like. Um, a person who attacks and robs a ship, you know, at sea, but in Star Wars, it's that galaxy. Ooh. When you think of that end scene as well, you know, when they must have rescued uh, Moff Gideon, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they're attacking a ship, aren't they, mid-flight? So, you know, that 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 is piracy, isn't it? From, from again, from a certain point of view, maybe it's a stretch. Maybe it's a stretch. Do you remember stretch. season two when, well, Bo's whole gang was just basically just nicking ships? nicking imperial ships that was what they did they just stole ship and actually one yeah. of them was at sea as well wasn't it It was that great episode where bo was introduced and the night owls and axe woves and um the other one i can't remember her name now um Cosca yeah. reeves, Cosca um, reeves. so i you're, you're not wrong when it came up with the pirate i did think what's we you know what's all that about because I, I didn't watch the recap um so i was like oh the pirate i'm guessing we're going to see pirates but yeah, it's because a lot of people have been speaking about the foundling. You know, who who is the foundling? Is it Grogu? Is it someone else? Uh, and, and the other episode titles as well. Uh, obviously, the Minds of Mandalore was fairly cut and dry. What that was, but yeah, the pirate. I mean, I think you might be right. I think there might be more to that title, and because mm-hmm. Bo was essentially a pirate prior to joining the Way, 
And is mm-hmm. this, you know, is like you say, is, is this, is this a play? Is this a grab? I like, I, I think you could be onto something there, mate. If it is just about the pirates, then fair enough. But you know, I, to be fair, do they, do they really warrant their own t- title? Probably not. But some would argue otherwise. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was great. I think that's a very, very cool, um, correlation to make there between what may actually be going on beneath the surface. And this whole episode is what's going on beneath the surface. Um, something I noticed, mate, which I want to ask your opinion on mm. is firstly, I love the, I love the Mando kind of campfire meeting where Din is rallying the troops and saying, look, you know, oh. grief, you fought against him. We know that we lost our brothers and sisters to this guy. However, he's had a change of heart. He helped save me and my foundling. Firstly, I love that. And I know we could talk about the scene, but, the two things I want to ask is, firstly, I was screaming at the TV inside. Mate, you've got the Darksaber. Get out. Light it up and just like, be like, right, follow me. I've got this. Therefore, you're indebted to me, basically. As far as I was concerned, he who or they who wield the Darksaber, you know, rules Mandalore, essentially. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Paz Vizsla, last, in the book of Boba Fett, sorry, he gets the Darksaber. He knows the importance of it. I was kind of thinking, you know, get the Darksaber out and just be like, right, follow me. I would have loved to have seen that, but of course we needed to get to Paz Fizzler saying, why should we lay our lives down? Because we're Mandalorians, which was boss to be fair. But Mm. um, just before we kind of dive into that scene, Din in this episode, a lot of people have been saying Din is being sidelined in his, in in his quote unquote own show. Did we get, you know, what what did you think of how Din was used in this in in compared to, you know, the screen time of others? I, I, it's it's a hard one, isn't it? Because the show is inevitably getting larger and larger. And mm-hmm. so I think it's inevitable, again, that Din at times takes a back seat. And I think actually that is what happens in this episode at times. Um, and I, I wish it was written in a, in a way where we just get a bit more Din, you know, um, <laughs> more of a, a bit more. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I, in this episode, that's actually something I've got written down. Uh, so I'm glad you've brought it up now, mate. Synergy. Um, yeah, I, I, I think in this episode in particular, it was more noticeable. It's not like he's, you know, absent from the episode. You know, it's not like he's not doing yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. He still plays a huge part and he's still an absolute stud muffin oh, um, yeah. and an absolute Brandon. warrior. But, 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 I do think it was. Um, yeah, a bit more noticeable. What do you think? Did you notice it more this episode? Um, yeah, I'm trying to now replay the episode because um, I'm assuming you have as well. I've only watched it once. We literally watched it, mm, and then within yeah. 15 minutes, we're on recording. Um, he is in the episode a fair bit, but of course, what he's doing, he has that one speech, which is a great speech. And is it? Yeah. Is it also setting this table for? You know, he's becoming more of a leader. This is the first time we've really seen him rally troops before. That's and true. I have to I have to pass that hammer along, which is quite sweet. The talking hammer. Love um, that. Love the talking it is, hammer. It's very cool. It's like this tradition. So, but maybe maybe the talking hammer supersedes the power of the dark saber in these kind of environments where you, you know you might be the ruler, but we still do things democratically. Yeah. We still eat, all have a vote. We're still we're all equal here, which makes um, sense. You know, which that sort of makes, traditional which make perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, Sorry, yeah, Tom. I think I, I, I think you're right. I think he's just sharing the screen time. I think what what he does is important. He's he, look, he gets the N one starfighter dogfight scene as well. He's he's taking fools out. Uh, he gets the leadership speech. Um, his relationship with grief is front and center. So I think his presence is very very large over the episode. But obviously his actions are just shared with with grief, with Paz, with Armour, with Bo, um, with the pirates. I think there's just a lot going on in a sh- in this episode. But I think he mm-hmm. gets his dues. I mean, I don't know what other people think. I would love to see, though, mate, what people are thinking about it. Yeah, I would love to see that too, mate. I'd love to see that too. I'm looking for, how do you think people will react to this episode? I think they'll love it. Yeah, yeah, I think I they're going to dig Zebbo. Um, yeah, I think people, people are going like to it's, it's you know, it's things going pew pew, bang bang, ships. You know, it's <laughs> what it's what a large portion of people want, which is nothing wrong with that. Was well, I am one of them to to a point as well. I love when Star Wars is just pulpy action, and this swashbuckle, was swashbuckle. But for me, mm. mate, we also got those little story moments. We got those quiet moments of people talking to each other and setting the seed. What's coming next? Where is the New Republic going? What's happening with Gideon? What's Kane all about? We're not just, she's not just in episode three and that's it. They're, 
they continue in that so for me it gave me pretty much what i wanted but i think people will be pleased with this one do, do you think so yeah, I think so. I think that um, people are going to be pleased with like the pushing of the narrative, pushing of the plot, mm-hmm. you know, the story going forward, um, and and also the action. You know, I, I, I and also you know, Grief Karga leading his people through the desert. Yeah, mate, mate, Moses, mate. hello, yeah. <laughs> Just right there. This, I mean, the Mando's always had these this kind of religious imagery, iconography, and um, uh, influences and inspirations, or just direct riffs. It's always been there. Um, so mm. good shout, good spot. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. And uh, I don't know, like even when just seeing the X wing like land at the Mando Cover at the base, <laughs> yes! and it and it parks up near Bo-Katan's ship, and he comes out, and they just come out, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" And you know, there's this. Well, we're gonna have to move again now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it ain't cheap. And, and I think R- that- R5 sells them out. R5, so he's like, yeah, they're, they're in this cave. He's the one that- who tells Carson. Carson. That's true, actually. And it's like, oh, yeah, he once worked for the Rebellion. I'm like, yeah. did he? <laughs> I'm like, did well, he? Well, well, they're saying he did now, yeah. Off, off screen, I suppose he yeah, did. Exactly. <laughs> We'll take it, mate. Listen, we'll take it. We've had we've had we've had bigger plot holes, hot hot holes, and we? we've had, yeah, we've had many. Holes. Um, <laughs> but even even with the Mando, I've been thinking more about the Mando base, mate boy. I've been thinking more about the Mando base. You know the covert. Why a lot of people are like, why are they why are they living in this environment? A, mm-hmm. I think it's really off track. Yeah, off the beaten track. It's a yeah. way no one really goes there because, like, what's the point? It's probably hard eaten. to live. But also, in the first season, I'm not even sure if this is like the first episode or not. But like, the armorer is speaking to um, speaking to her Din, and she goes, "When you are when you are Mandalorian, you are both hunter and prey." And yeah, it's yeah, like, she does say it's, that. Yeah, it's very much part of that, like that belief system. And this yep. ethos that, like, when you're in that environment, you just grow. You mm-hmm. know, you you just develop as a person. You grow as a person. You do. You grow as a character. And arguably, that's the same for real life. You know, if you push yourself and put yourself in environments that do push you and challenge you, okay, maybe not get snatched up by a raptor. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> but like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I, I see it. I it's see it. Living it's in not- comfort isn't going to strengthen you as a man, though, is it? It's not meant to. It's not meant to be easy. It's not meant to be like Helm's Deep in Lord oh. of the Rings. Do you know what I mean? It's not meant to be like a, a refuge. It's meant mm. to be a trial. They are meant to grow there. They're training there. And it's like, yeah, I've been thinking more about that. And I think that's mm. why they're genuinely like, oh, we've got to move again. You're having a laugh. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's like Space Australia. What are they doing in <laughs> – what are they doing <laughs> you know people live in australia right people live in the outback right you know yeah people yeah even where where it's hard to live yeah in cold places people still live there because it's a way of life and they get used to it and that's part of the culture so yeah there we go that's a good shout mate i think you're right mate they need that adversity don't they that's what they've been built on for Mm -hmm. generations and and in in their tradition and then we saw satine uh, Bo's sister in the Clone Wars take them in a more pacifist route and look what happened they got routed and it led eventually to the Empire destroying them you could arguably say that the pacifism in this in this instance actually made them unprepared for what was to come um, hmm. so I, I love that scene I love when Carson Teva is just treated like a complete outcast they you know their first thought is let's just kill him let's shoot hmm. him we don't you know this guy's going to give up our base how did you find it we could just kill him and Carl, and he even says to Mando, look Coruscant doesn't care about Navarro they don't care the new republic I love that they call it Coruscant yes. you know like yeah, yeah. because it's the political center you know like yeah. you hear that in America yeah, like that's Downing our Street DC or, or White House yeah. doesn't care or like yeah London yeah. Or whatever or whatever yeah. what country you're in that's a good shout mate um and, and he's, he's a manipulator to Carson TV I love it he's like mate this isn't your fight I know that but just to, just to let you know just, just your friend's in danger. I thought you should know about that. Um, I thought, yeah, that's that's a one way to pull man. He knows that Dean is Dean has morals. Dean knows he's gonna. He knows Dean is gonna fight for his friends, 
and we know that as well because we've seen it in the trailer but damn was it cool to see and i mm-hmm. i did but i did like on the campfire scene i did like that they had this meeting they adjourned, they had this meeting together where they were basically going to lobby for a petition should we do this or not and it takes din's speech but it takes paz Vizsla to say you know we're mandalorians we're fighting for a brighter future here guys we can finally step out of the shadows which to the point that we've made in this episode that's where we thought the episode was going we're moving mm-hmm. now towards the mandalorians becoming f- being free uh either on navarro or on mandalore but of course that that end almost like stinger with gideon's ship says well maybe it isn't going to be plain sailing because there is this still fa- this faction of mandos who are not aligned with wanting to be free they're quite happy to be marauders still maybe it was axe woes and coscarees maybe it was Bo-Katan's old mates who, who helped do it that would be fun because um, I'm pretty sure they're coming back again um but no, I loved mm. I loved the idea that they finally kind of wisened up that you know we can be free here guys we can finally escape you know the the what's come before the oppression if we fight if we win this we can we can have our our little area on Navarro yeah fun little thing I noticed about that is when they do get it, Grief says, I'm ceding all land from the Western Lava Flats to Bullock Canyon. And it's spelled in the same way as Jeremy Bullock himself. I thought that was a lovely little touch to have oh. Bullock Canyon out there. Um, that's a nice uh, bit of respect to, to the OG Boba Fett himself. Yeah, the original Mandalorian. Yeah. Isn't it, really? On. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. Did not notice that, mate. Thank you for that little tidbit. Um, well, Mando didn't give up rescuing Paz's son. You know, Mando yeah. kind of led the way with that. And so Honor code, Paz yeah. probably feels like, well, this is, this is in turn, you know, my chance to rescue others. You know, yeah. the, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Yeah. I love that on Navarro, um, everything really is like trashed. Yeah. yeah. Everything got to really, really that. is crashed. Yeah. And it's almost like back to season one. You know, it's like, oh, wow, this looks, this looks rubbish. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, but yeah. I like that. I like that it's, I, you know, it, it, it goes to show these pirates one, just like they, they really did ruin this city. They've ruined people's homes. Um, yeah, they weren't messing about. We, we get that sweet line, you know, Mando comes by. And you get out, he's, he's like in his ship in the M1. Yes. And they're like, mind out, Mando. They got you out number 10 to 1. I like those odds. And yes. it's like, oh, mate. Go on, son. Oh, come on. From the from the first episode. Oh. Yes. I like those odds. I love that, man. I love when Mando just is Mando. Yes. 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 And maybe, maybe, maybe at times we need a bit more of that. Maybe. I don't know. It brings a smile to our know. faces. Clearly, look at us. We're sitting yeah. here grinning like a Lasat in a bar. We're loving it. Um, but it's, it's little moments like that because you know that Mando's just going to go and absolutely rout these fools. And he does. Yeah. Um, Vane must be the greatest star pilot other than Hera and Han Solo because he's always getting out of it. Vane is the only um, fighter who survives the game, which is fair enough because he's probably going to show up in another show down the line because he, he just will not die. Yeah, uh, but I, I know I'm happy with that. You know, connectivity, melting pot, and all that. I liked this scene. Now we got the. I, lo- I love the action we get in this. This season has really done action well, and here yeah. we get the strike team on the ground. I love that it was almost like reconnaissance. There, they're clearing the way to move to a central area. You know, bish bash bosh. A few of the pirates are down. Area clear, secured. You know, and then we move to the next side, and they've even got the Kowaki and monkey lizards kind of like pointing where they are, which I thought was a a fun little scene at, uh, moment as well. But, um, I love the ground so battles, mate. Good. So good. So good. <laughs> so yeah, the good. Dan- Dandalorian. <laughs> so good. Yes, mate. I love the ground battle. I've, I've always been a sucker for that. Um, and the the battle in the air above with Bo and Din trying, their, trying to take down that Corsair. I'm glad. For me, I like that. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It sounds very stupid, but you can, you can uh, elongate these or you can make them so short that they're almost meaningless i like that it took an effort to take down this corsair it wasn't just one or two shots and it was down they had to target the engines they had to take out the guns they had to mm. do everything they could to get this thing down and they did you know the thing goes down in a ball of flames um but it, not uh, the what's happening on the ground with the pirates most of them are hammered to be fair so 
easy targets. But I liked when they got out that, you know, that big old blaster from, you know, Grief's office. It gave me Battlefront 2 vibes of like being on Hoff and doing that long range shooting. And it's the armorer who arrives mm. and takes them out. The armorer gets again, gets to use her hammer and bash people about. Everybody gets their moment here. Paz Vizsla gets his hero moment when he comes, when he comes down, jetpacks down, cameras from his feet and it kind of pans up and it's like, yeah, here he is with his massive heavy blaster. Everyone gets a hero moment, you know, of, of the characters that we know. I dug it, mate. And I think the action was really good in this episode. Uh, me too. I think I'm going I'm to jump on that and say this season. I think you just mentioned that, but this season, like the, the action's been really, really well, yeah. really, really naughty boy. Well executed. We couldn't, we couldn't avoid it. I know we don't always do it on the recaps. Have a drink. Mm. Oh, I'll kind of choke oh, there. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. <laughs> this isn't the way. This is not the way. This is not the way, <laughs> but no, um, I loved, I loved the drop, the drop point, you know, the ship kind of hovering over the city. These mandos just drop off. Like you said, like come giving that sort of commando, that super commando, yeah. like vibe, SAS vibe. Um, it was, it was great. And the street fighting, it was great. And I always think when you're watching these, like, if I, if, if, if I was a kid, like, if I look into little Luke, yeah, inside of me, would I be enjoying this? Would I be thinking, oh, I just want to go out and play, like, find a stick and pretend it's like a blaster. And that's it. I'm a super commando mando just down on Navarro, bang, 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 taking down some aliens, these pirates. Come on. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's a great way of looking at it, mate, as well. It's a great way of looking at it. And I think we can be forgiven for it, but I think, yeah, we lose sight of that sometimes. You and I, we do, Matty boy. We do. We do. All Star Wars fans, I think, sometimes lose sight of that. That Would kids love it? Would kids love this design? Would would kids enjoy this? And it's like, yeah, I think they would. I think they would love this episode i don't think they care what's going on i'm not yeah. justifying anything here but like that you know i don't think they would yeah. care i think they just love that they're there for the crack in they the they're ships there for the, the action the mandos yeah, yeah man yeah mate yeah mate there is a lot to love there is a lot to love in this episode um and a lot a lot of plot building mate they're retaking mandalore i think that's Huge. that's like I, th- I think we've got like two and we're talking about like split second clips that we've not seen from the trailers yet. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a Mandalore. I think it's either Mandalore or like a Mandalorian, like off world, like moon or something like that, where we see Mandalore with green grass. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, that could be a um, flashback or it could be one of the moons. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a flashback. I think it might be a flashback actually. And then. On top of that, I think there's a, a scene with Carson Taver. Is he on Coruscant? Like, yes. but there's like ships in the background and stuff. I, yeah. I don't think we saw that today. So, and and he's in different clothing as well. Yeah, we didn't see that. Yeah, so that's I that that's to come. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's not much else. Mate, we're uh, well, now. We now we actually have more of an idea where we're going. We spent the last five weeks almost saying. Where, where are we going? Where, you know, we've had twists and turns and maybe we've been a bit unsure about where we're going. Now, you know, Peter Ramsey and the gang have said, this is where we're going. Bo is going to unite the Mandos with the armorer's wishes. This is the plan now to retake Mandalore. They're settled on Navarro for the time being. They're going to get Mandalore. Gideon, we now know for sure, is out. He's escaped. He's free with the help of Mandalorians. People have been saying about the Mandalorian civil war coming back. Maybe it will do because we now mm. we we've now got another faction of Mandos who aren't willing to play ball with the mm. armor and bow. They're not going to be like, oh yeah, because Bo asked. Maybe they've got a vendetta against Bo. Maybe it is Bo's old bandmates. I can't wait now for next week. I mean, it's Bryce Dallas Howard next week. I can't wait anyway. Oh. You know, we know it's going to be. I don't think I don't care if people say it's presumptuous. It's going to be an absolute hit. It's, it's Bryce, it man. Bro- <laughs> it's Bryce next week. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard, and then the last two is Rick, right? Yeah, Rick Family was doing the last two, which, yeah. uh, as our boy Brendan said last week on the show, check it out, great interview. He said, it almost, you know, everyone expects you to say this, he said, but the finale has some epic moments in it. 
and they're mm. setting it up in this episode, mate. You know, I really, really enjoy that, mate. I think you're right. I think people, you and I included, do lose sight of you know, the fun that's involved with Star Wars, that yeah. childlike wonder. I've seen yeah. people this week saying, Young Jedi, that was it, that Young Jedi Adventures cartoon. Oh, we don't need this. It's like, adult man or adult woman, this is literally for like preschool kids. This, this doesn't all need to be doom and gloom. Um, so I'm with yeah. you, mate. My, my inner kid was singing at this, even, and my inner sort of, 30 something row was dancing at seeing zeb again because of what it could mean and the fact that they've done it now they've shown it can be done we can see more and more of zeb and more of that um species in star wars that looked great the action was really good mate i think the intrigue was actually incredibly well done uh, yep. i think the for the most part the, the for the most part the volume held up or the graphics held up um i liked the pirates in this they felt like a threat uh, and I, I, I liked where we're going now with the Mandos and that maybe the Armourer's had a change of heart. Maybe she hasn't. Maybe Bo's playing her. I don't know. Well, I will say I genuinely cannot wait now for next week. Where's Gideon? Who are these rogue Mandos? What's Bo going to be doing? What's Din going to be doing for the next episode? I can't honestly, mate. What are you doing? Wait. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Is he just going to be sitting there and be like, oh, yeah, Bo's got this. He's going to go and have some space spotchka or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, oh, I'm, mate. I'm, I'm in, mate. I, I really did enjoy this one, mate, and I think they've set us up for an absolute treat going forward. They really have. They really, really, really have. I'm, I, and it, I'm excited for next week. A cheeky cliffhanger, hanger cliff. You know, just before celebration. Just before celebration. It's celebration <laughs> next week. Come on, come, come on. on. It's coming come home. On. It's coming home. It's coming <laughs> home. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. So can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, well, go on. But just before we end, one more. There <laughs> oh, we go. Good. Why so, not? Why not? The question is, though, mate, was this mm. episode so good? Even though we've just said we pretty much enjoyed it. And if you are new to the show, I do just want to preface by saying we are positive here, but we're not always so positive on everything. We're not quite blind and blinkered to everything that comes out. But when we do like something, we're going to get excited about it. You, you, you better believe that. So, uh, Lukey boy, I think I went first last week with my oh. rating out of ten. High magistrate car goods. Of course, you you rate on the the famed Ponder Baba scale. I do. Should we get into ratings, yes. mate? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Let's let's get stuck in. Let's get stuck in. What are you uh, last it? week, last week, I think I gave it a seven point eight. Um, it was seven point eight five or eight eight three or something because you cut that Ponder at a funny angle. Yeah, I, no, it was seven eight. I don't go beyond. I don't go beyond. Maybe Ooh. I did. Maybe, Maybe. I did. you do that. You do that funny going beyond two yeah. digits. Yeah, <laughs> the pie system. Yeah, <laughs> mate. I'll, I'll listen back. I'm probably wrong. Listen, I th- I'm going to give this the same score: seven point eight Ponder Babbers mm. out of ten Ponder Babbers. I think this episode, a bit like last week, at times, at times, um, doesn't always have the magic that, like, the second episode of this season, you know, yeah. uh, had. Um, however, I really, really admire the plot advances in this and I'm, I'm so excited for the next few episodes. And I think it sets up some really, really interesting meaty plot for the next few episodes. I'll say this, we, 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 we barely, barely got Grogu in this episode as well. Great point. Barely. I'm not, and that's not like, I'm not knocking points because of that. I think yeah, that's I'm, a good I'm happy, thing. I'm happy for him to take a back seat, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what are you, Sam, out of 10? What are you rating? Well, firstly, for, uh, just, just, just for my OCD, can you confirm your score, my friend? Oh, yeah. Sorry. 7.8 Ponder Babbers out of 10 Ponder Babbers. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Ponder yeah. Ponda needed to sing. What am I going to give this one, mate? Um, I think this was better than last week's episode. Uh, I, and I do, I think last week's episode had a great middle and a really cool kind of bookend, but mm-hmm. I think this one felt more whole now. This felt a lot more meaty and more substantial. So Ooh. I'd be wrong to say this was a lesser score. Um, I still think there's bigger things to come. I know maybe that isn't the best thing to use in a rating system. So I think this was better than three. I think this was better than four. So I'm going to give this one, uh, oh, I'm going to go with my dodgy kind of funny, funny ratings here. I'm going to go 8.35. <laughs> High magistrate cargo. <laughs> Out of I, 10. Because I can't remember what I gave the last one. I was like, did I give it 8.3? Well, this one's going to go a little bit higher now. And, it, <laughs> and you know what? I listened back and I thought, man, I'm, I'm really rating this season quite high, considering that I still think episode seasons one 
and possibly two at the minute are stronger. But um, mm-hmm. I, I think they're doing solid work. I've said before, I'd rather have a season of eights than, you know, a couple of tens and a couple of fives and a couple of sixes. I'd rather have a solid season. And for me, so far, it has been solid. It's been yeah. a f- there's been a few more peaks and troughs, but it hasn't all been perfect. But I'm, I'm, I am digging in, mate. I'm, lo- I'm loving where they're going. I hope they can stick the landing. So it's gonna it's gonna stick in that low eights for me again, mate. Because I gave me what I wanted this episode: action, a story, Mando saying cool things, grief cargo looking looking fly, got the drip. I dug it, mate. The drip. He is. He's looking good, man. <laughs> we love it, mate. This is the way, man. This is the way. I can't wait for next week. I can't wait for next week. Mate, we'll be back again next week then with our Mandalorian recap, the last one before celebration, which is wild to say. Uh, but we want to know what you guys thought. We were pretty up on this episode, as you can tell. What about you guys? Were we being far too uh, praiseworthy? Did you think this was a bit naff? Was it a bit meh? Uh, is this season just not working for you? Let us know. Lukey Boy, where can the world find us online? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Uh, search for us on social media. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Just search Star Wars Sessions and you'll find us there. Uh, don't forget we got a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions for all of the bonus content. Uh, watch alongs, commentaries, and b- bonus shows, mate. Three bonus shows a month. Come on. No brainer. Come on. And it's all for like $2 a month. What can you get for $2, mate? What can you get Not for much. $2? Like... Not a lot. Come on, especially nowadays. Uh, so <laughs> if you can afford it, I don't know. I know it's a tough time, but if you can support, it'd mean the world to us. But no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, what he said. If you want to support the show for free, you can do so by just continuing to listen. Thank you for that. And by leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice, which does include Spotify. You can just scroll on up, hit those five stars, because those five stars helps the show grow. It gets more listeners in. It gets us up the algorithm. And it's another way to hear from more of you each and every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your auntie, tell your uncle, tell your nearest Ewok, tell a naughty pirate. <laughs> this is the way. The more the, more the merrier, the castle's spicier. <laughs> naughty. Tell your okay. nearest mischievous Kowakian monkey lizard. That this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me, this is the way. And from Luke... This is the way.